is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Back to the Revuture, the show in which we take a classic film that one of us or both of us might not have seen, and we take a look at it now. I'm Amber Inch. I'm Drew Bridger. Yay! <laughs> we do- I love that we do a little cheer every time you intro the show. It's a little bit like, yay! <laughs> yay. I never get that kind of reception when I intro the show. Just, Just to say, I mean, I know it's like... Oh, it's just usual that Drew intros the show, like, oh, whatever. But, you know, it'd be nice to have that little, like, gratification every so often of getting a, hey, when I intro the show. Mm -hmm. I don't know, just thinking about it for next time, you know. But as I'm sure some of the listeners might be aware of, the fact that Amber has introed the show does in fact mean that it is a film that I have not seen. Now, this is a little bit coincidental, really because it was actually around this time last year that was some of the first films that you introed for the show and introduced me to we had a stretch around this time last year of i think it was about three films in a row okay the you'd seen that I hadn't. One of them was Rocky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of them was... What was the other one? Two... Yeah, I was getting to... to, uh, I was getting to to (laughs) Wong Fu. That was really difficult to say. I don't know why that took me a while. The other one was Saturday Saturday Night Fever. That was the other one. Yeah. That was the other one. So, coincidentally, to Wong Fu fell... On a release date, because we record some of these quite far in advance sometimes. To Wong Fu, coincidentally, fell on the first week of Pride Month. Oh, we didn't yeah. mention that because I didn't know. We didn't mention, no, exactly, that's what I'm saying, because we recorded it so far in advance, we didn't realise oh, when I it was see. really okay. going to come out. But coincidentally, it, it fell on like the first week of Pride Month. And I thought, as because you'd suggested that we should do this film for quite a while. Yeah. I thought it might be a good idea not only to do another one that you had suggested, but another one that you had suggested that might coincide nicely <laughs> with Pride Month. Not that it was our intention to do that at all, but I was sort of like, oh, well, actually, this one coincides quite nicely as well. So... I don't know. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, it is... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if it coincides nicely with gay pride because they're not pr- proud of it. No, but and it then is... one of them gets killed because of it. Well, okay. <laughs> it, but it is... Bringing awareness during Pride Month. Yeah, it is bringing awareness during Pride Month. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, it's set in an era where it was not as accepting as it yeah, is and unfortunately, today. the things that are happening in the film in 1963 are still happening now in 2022. So... It is eye-opening. It is, absolutely. I mean, if you haven't guessed, today we are travelling back in our Wayback Machine to 2006, which I don't think is the nearest 
to today's date that we've got. It was a very short trip back in the Wayback Machine. Didn't take yeah. us long. Didn't take us long. But, Amber, what film are we watching today? Brokeback Mountain. We are watching Brokeback Mountain. Or Broke should Back I say... <laughs> now, we'll get into that. <laughs> you had a real problem about that, didn't you? No. We'll get into that in a little bit. But I did want to say, it seems strange to me that I haven't seen this film because it's a huge Oscar winner. Wow. Didn't it win a bunch of Oscars? This is trivia. Okay. Oh, we're getting into trivia time already. <laughs> well, you started off. Okay. All right. So hit me. So, so. we're doing some already into. We're we're less than five minutes into the show. Well, yes. He won best already director. Doing Ang Lee. Yeah, but he was really. Don't make him Ang Lee. You won't he... make it. You won't like him when he's Ang Lee. How come this trivia always becomes a disappointment? Who else? Whoever's saying it. <laughs> Trivia is just disappointment after just disappointment. Just let me say it. All right. Is the trivia worth the time? Yeah, he won Best Director. Yeah. But he was really disappointed that it didn't win Best Film and that Heath Ledger didn't win Best Actor because he thought it should have won Best Film and Heath Ledger gave one yeah. of the best acting performances of his entire life. I mean, yes. he didn't know at the time. No. But one of the best on-screen performances of all time, basically. Right. Said. And Jack Nicholson presented the award to the best picture that year and it yeah. went to Crash. Right, yeah. No, um, no, yeah, I remember that, actually. And apparently there was like an audible <gasps> when Crash was read out. Yeah. And Jack Nicholson actually said later on that he was really surprised because he voted for Broke Man Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Great. Thank there. you. <laughs> Thank you, Jack Nicholson. No, I, you know, I actually remember that. Oh, and then Heath Ledger went on to play the Joker, one of Jack Nicholson's characters. How weird. How weird. No, I actually remember the year that that happened at the Oscars because I think I was in university at the time. Yeah, yeah. So everyone would have was talking about it at the time. Everyone was talking about Crash and Brokeback Mountain. And uh, I, I believe that there was a lot of kind of controversy over the fact that Crash one but everyone kind of unanimously thought that it wasn't that great a film i i don't know if i ever saw crash i'd heard a few things people talking about it but I, um, it didn't seem that interesting to me to be honest and yeah people are talking about broke Bad mountain or were talking about broke Bad mountain for a really long time afterwards and not a lot of people were talking about Crash. <laughs> no. But that, no, happens, yeah. that happens with Oscar pictures, though, doesn't it? It all is. The there are certain ones that stand the test of time that keep coming back again and again and again. And that one and people was going, one. Yeah, this is a great film. Yeah, this was a great film. Yeah, this was nominated. Didn't win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny that, isn't it? Like, isn't it funny how, and I know that, because we went to see La La Land, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, but... And I know that you weren't really that much of a fan. I didn't mind. It wasn't... Uh, not that I wasn't a fan of it. It's just... It's going to sound really horrible, but I felt like they shouldn't have called it or broached it as, like, a musical film. Because when I think of a musical film, I think back to, like, Singing in the Rain and mm. all those types of old classic ones where the lead actors yeah. can act, dance, sing yes. their butts off constantly in, like a shot that lasts the entire range of the 
dance sequence. Yeah, sure, sure, all sure. All in one go. They shoot it in one go. There's like you've got a ten minute dance sequence, and there's like three cuts, and that's how how good they are. Right. Because they're performers. So I think so back like to that. So like Fred then, Astaire kind of. Yeah. Kind of. But thing. like and Gene Kelly and all and that. And Gene, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so those kinds of things. I watched it. Watched it and thought. Okay, the story's good. It's just like some people that were supposed to get together got together, then couldn't make it work, so they weren't together anymore and went on, with, got on with their lives. Fine. Like, like yeah. the, sto- the actual story in the actual film was fine and it was good, but it was just mislabeled for me because I didn't, okay. I didn't think they were, I didn't think they were all rounders. I didn't think they danced or sang well. Yeah, because I mean, the only uh, from memory. And I'll I'll probably again come under scrutiny for forgetting half of the film, but I'm okay with it because you know I have seen the film. I've seen the but it's I you're just distracted once. by looking at Emma Stone. That's not the, the that, <laughs> let's, uh, no, we're not going to go down that. I said that in case you were listening. Wow. All right. Uh, I. I <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go on. I mean, just I highly case. doubt. Just in case. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. All right. I mean, I highly doubt that this is ever actually going to reach Emma Stone, but I just wanted to let Emma Stone know that Amber has a has has uh, is vying for your blood. So there we go. No. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not. She's got a real vendetta against you no, for some I reason. Don't. I don't. Can't figure out why. No, I, I don't. don't. Know. <laughs> I actually don't. I'm only kidding. It's fine. No, to my memory, there was. She likes the Spice Girls. We could go and watch Spice Girls a movie together and have like babe time. <laughs> that sounds weird. Babe time. <laughs> babe time. Watching Spice Girls. I don't Girls. know why that was the first word that came into my head. Probably thinking of babe. Just, be, just being, just being babes together. All right. Okay. <laughs> sure. All right then. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, there you go, Emma Stone. She's turned around on you now. She's no yeah, longer. I didn't out, have but... a problem before. Sounded like you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously you two are going to be best friends now, and that's perfectly all right. That's that's. She's that's now fine. advertising for Louis Vuitton as well, so if she could get me in on that, that would be really good. I mean, Emma Stone. If you need a new best friend who knows a lot about <laughs> Louis Vuitton. The, the the lady sat right across from me. No, is, my is knowledge the... of Louis Vuitton stops at I like it. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Real big fan of both you and Louis Vuitton. So, to my memory, there's only like two dance sequences in La La Land that are almost continuous shot for the entirety of the song, and that was the one right at the start on the in the traffic jam. And then the one that her and Ryan Gosling do in the street in the hills, the famous one. And it's kind of like that. That's really only the two moments that I think about. I know, but I just didn't think that they were very good. But here's the thing: the the point that I was making with that is that a lot more people remember and still talk about La La Land. Yeah, but I feel like that's because of how it won or didn't win because people thought it was that or they said that, didn't they? Yeah. What was was the mix-up? They said the wrong name. Yeah, it was... um, Moonlight. Moonlight, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it's because of that, though, but but it is is going to show the point that you made. Although, I mean, if it is the Moonlight thing, but a lot of people do still talk about that. Yeah... (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know but yeah it is sometimes like the nominated ones or the ones that come second are the ones that people mm. do talk about I mean I don't know what else was nominated the year that it won but it does seem like everyone has kind of forgotten about Parasite 
built one a couple of years yeah. ago. But other things were nominated. Maybe that was because it was lockdown year and a lot of people didn't go and see a lot of stuff. That might be right. That might be right. But Brokeback Mountain won Best Director and it is a, a, a very well-directed film. But I do agree with what you and Jack Nicholson were both saying oh. in your little conversation that you had together. Um, Heath Ledger was like fantastic in this film. I was going to say this is look this is it in best actor. The two people that were nominated Heath Ledger for Brokeback Mountain, mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix for Walk the Line. Oh. One of them could have won. They could have given it to one could've. of them. Do you know who won? Uh that year I I actually don't remember who won best actor that year. But it, I'm guessing it was someone who was in Crash. No. No. Um, it was Philip Seymour Hoffman for Capote. Oh, for Capote, yes. Which, I mean, fine, but you'd think that... Yeah, like, but, I mean... Yeah, because Reese Witherspoon won Best Actress for Walk the Lungs. I remember her speech, she was all... Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's not a... Again, that's not a film that I've seen, but between him... Oh, it did win Best Adapted Screenplay. Yes, because this is based on a short story. Which I did read, actually. Yeah. Did you? Mm. How was that? Yeah, it was really good. Oh, good. It's only like 50 pages. Really? Yeah. See, this is the thing. This is how you get Oscar nominations, isn't it? Because Shawshank Redemption and Stand By Me and... Yeah, Films like true. that. These were all based on short stories. Yeah, because they pretty much did the exact thing that the story did, but on screen. It was slightly different, but yeah, well, not too different, really. Yeah, but that's how you go about it. You find yourself, uh, you know, a short novella, a 50-page short yeah, story. Yeah, because I'm not even sure. Turn it into a two-and-a-bit-hour film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, really go for it. I'm not even sure. I, I might be wrong because it's been a long time. This isn't part of the trivia section because I didn't look this up. So okay. It's not factual trivia. It's well, not, that's all right. It's not truth. We'll, we'll overlook it this one time. <laughs> don't worry. But I thought that it was first... It can't be 50 pages. I don't know. It can't be 50 pages because I thought it was um, first printed as an article piece in a newspaper. Right. Okay. Interesting. That's what I thought. Okay. I've heard... For some reason, that seems to ring a bell of some kind but i don't really know why not really sure anyway as we do each and every episode we get the person that hasn't seen the film to tell us what they thought the film was going to be about before having seen it (laughs) so amber are you gonna you get to ask me this time because you were the one that introduced me to this film Yes, I'm just going to say it was published in the New Yorker. That's oh, okay. So, there we go. so, what did you think this film was about? Gay cowboys. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's oversimplifying it a little bit, but I did think it was about gay cowboys. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I'm not wrong. No. No. But well, there was a little bit more. There to was the story a, there was that. obviously a lot more to it than just that. Yeah, but that was, although I'm again, it's an oversimplification of it. It is kind of a sum up of the story in like a two word sentence. It's uh, a, I suppose, but, yeah. But yeah, there were a couple of things Not that cowboys in love, 
cowboy romance, you know, nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, all of that as well, yes. Yeah. But they are, you know, they're two guys that find each other in the wilderness and develop a relationship <laughs> and it drastically affects them <laughs> for better or worse. And they say they go fishing and they don't go fishing. They, they Not one fish was caught <laughs> throughout fish. this entire film. Not one fish. Those kids starved. <laughs> His kids are at home wanting that fish. Yeah, she was they like, hardly ever get... They yeah, live in, fish. like... They live in rural Wyoming, way away from anywhere, miles from anywhere that you can get a fish. And they're like, finally, he's going fishing. He's going to bring back fish. We're going to have fish. We've missed having fish for ages. Did you catch any fish, Dad? Yeah, we caught loads. Did you? Where are they? Oh, we ate them. Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry, we ate them. We ate oh. them all. Oh. Not one fish was caught in this film. No. <laughs> the only thing that's catching a fish is the bear that we see at the start. Oh. That's the only thing that's catching any fish. <laughs> So what I will say is, okay, so obviously what I said was way of an oversimplification. Yes, it is about these two guys that develop a, a relationship with each other. What I had in my mind of the progression of the film going was drastically different. Okay. I literally thought it was going to be about these two guys that started working together on a ranch, uh, you know, out, out in the wilderness. And every so often, they would be coming back down to the local village that everyone lives in. And that was actually where they lived and they had their separate lives there. And they repeatedly had to keep going up to the hills on Brokeback Mountain. And it was kind of the fact that they were both going up there together, that the people in the town started talking and, you know, gossiping about them being up there. Uh, you know, obviously not thinking anything of it to begin with, but... It, it eventually comes to light that mm. while they are up there, over the course of the film, yeah. they develop a relationship with mm -hmm. one another. And the confliction is that every time they come back from their work there, they have to go their separate ways to their separate lives uh, that they're living, like, the rest of the time. Okay. What I wasn't prepared for was how early on in this film this relationship developed i mean it's literally within 20 minutes yeah they said of the early. film yeah you need to get that point across <laughs> yes well i thought it was going to be like a a, a slow progression no, like it was going to really develop boring. yeah well uh, yes <laughs> it would have been but i think there also would have been a lot kind of more investment in their relationship and them coming together as as a as a you as a united more than friendship kind i don't know of thing. because i i think it's kind of important that you do it like that because it, you obviously think oh right these two guys are obviously gay and have been gay for a long time and haven't been able to live their lives like they want to 
Right. And so they've just found this one person that's also willing to be gay with them and they both like each other and then yes. it evolves. So it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like, oh, right, yeah. So we know that they're not, you know, yeah. living their life. But it, it it is that it happens sort of very, very suddenly all at once and you go, oh, this is like, this is hitting right away mm. that these two are kind of have discovered one another and have and have decided that this is who they are now and it's living with that knowledge afterwards that is the crux and the conflict of the film you know it's it's not just that they are slowly discovering their feelings for one another over the course of the film and coming to terms with that it's the fact that they discover it so early on and then living with that new, like, well, this is who I am now. Yeah. Officially, this is who I am. Afterwards, after having to go back and do all these other things. And I didn't... And, yeah, it was, it was a very different dynamic between the two of them than I, than I expected it to be. That whole first... I don't know. What was it? 45 minutes? of the film where it's just Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger yeah. for like the first 45 minutes of the mm. entire film that was that was great i mean these two were really really convincing <laughs> like i mean i know it sounds some of what i'm going to say might sound a little bit like not crass but overly blunt but I almost do want to see if there's like an interview with Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger about what it was like to portray two gay guys with one another because obviously these are two actors that aren't gay. No. But they you know, they've really had to act their asses off and yeah. they're you know in order to like be convincing mm. in these scenes and it worked well yeah. and i'd like to see like what they kind of had to do and like almost <laughs> it sounds strange to say but the the like the barriers they had to cross in order yeah. to be convincing well i don't know they're just good actors i suppose they were really good friends but yeah that I, I suppose they only became good friends afterwards because i don't think they'd ever acted together before but but, yeah, this helped us, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> this helped them become friends, I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. When they kissed each other, they really kissed each other. Well, and I yeah. was like, these guys really like kissing each other. Well, because they've you know? an important story to tell and they're, yeah. and they're trying to tell it. Absolutely, 100%. I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, that's to me, is like, wow, this is really good acting this is really convincing like these two really like kissing each other i have read okay so i don't know if you uh, well it was 2005 so i was just about 15 sure it must oh, i don't know because i went to the cinema to see it and i was only i was only 14 in 2005 <gasps> so <laughs> scandal so i don't know how that happened scandal i didn't realize i don't know how that happened because I was 15 in December 2005, and this definitely wouldn't have come out in December. You must have gone to one of the Odeons, I reckon. They don't check IDs there. 
So I, mean... I was with one of my friends who was gay. Okay. Um, and he was. I was going to say he was older than me, but actually his birthday was in November, so he couldn't have been that much older than me. So we moved, we must have just both got in, just managed to just get in. But we're, Probably. we were only a couple of months away from being 15, yeah. so it's not that bad. But no. even so, yeah. I reckon that they probably just didn't check your ID. No, probably not. I can't really remember that part. But um, yeah, so we had a nice time in the cinema. It was um, yeah, eye-opening at yeah. 14 to be watching something like that. Because I don't think... I don't think at that age and that time I really would have been thinking too much about what the lives of gay people would have been like. No. So I wouldn't have thought... I don't think I would have even... Like, in my naive state, I don't think I would have even thought, oh, somebody is going to get beaten up and killed just because they're gay. No. I don't think I would have thought about that. So so it was quite... It was good, actually, to watch at that age. Yeah. You wouldn't expect to say oh this 14 year old watched Brokeback Mountain but I think I think it was good I think it was a good idea yeah no and and again that it is something that the film really does a good job of driving home because the whole point of their confliction is based upon uh, Heath Ledger's character's like childhood trauma almost of having seen what happens to someone when people even like remotely are suspicious there's someone to like the fact that he said that there were these two guys that ran a ranch together that was off in the hills and people were just like talking about them like nothing they, he never said that anything was ever actually confirmed yeah, about whether these two other guys no exactly not, but they just lived together yeah but because of that these guys kind of driven drove them out of town and did horrible things to them and killed one of them and it's like that's that's traumatic mm. so it's kind of based upon him having first-hand seen the consequences of yeah. being what he is. So, yeah, yeah it, it drives that point home really well. Mm. And I think, yeah, it is almost kind of a case study of is this what intolerance looks like now? Yeah, well, it And, is. yeah. <laughs> That's probably why they felt they had to tell it. Yeah, it's an important story to tell. Mm. I wasn't going to go that way with that, but it just ended up being about something else. I was gonna, okay. <laughs> I was going to say I was 14 and a 14-year-old likes Heath Ledger, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. 14-year-old girls like Heath Ledger. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, there is that as well. <laughs> so I knew quite a lot about him and then later on learnt more and you know whatever so I did know that him and Michelle Williams were married and had a child together sure so I guess they met on the set of this film I guess so Um, because I vaguely anyway they were together so because I vaguely remember around the time hearing about that that they had yeah I think they met on the set of this film and it would make sense yeah and they yeah, and they because of together. their scenes together they had a again they had a very convincing 
kind of dynamic between the two of them. Well, they were together, that's why. Because, well, yeah, there was that as well. <laughs> so that helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was going to say, because you were talking about how do they break the boundaries to kiss each other so convincingly and all that sort of stuff. So sure. she said when she, because she was actually with Heath Ledger at the time, in order to get the emotion up, like, I don't know, build up the emotion for a convincing scene where she sees them kissing each other and gets, like, all hell about it. Yeah. She said that she wanted them to kiss in front of her for the first time, actually visibly kissing in front of her and wanted to play out that scene, like, properly right. in real life so that she could, like, summon up the <laughs> so, emotion because she was like, I'm watching right. my boyfriend kiss another man and I'm really annoyed about it. <laughs> so she hadn't seen that before. So no. it was a case of... It said she requested that her two male leads kiss in front of her to help her get to the right emotional place for her character. She was involved with Ledger, with Heath Ledger in real life, um, so she felt, felt that it would help with her like emotional portrayal of it. Um, but she had to goad both men as their first few attempts were too half-hearted for her liking. <laughs> so maybe her kind of saying, no, you've got to do more, you've got to do more, might have... And that might have been one of the first yeah. scenes that they shot, I don't know. So that might have like built the... Built wow. The for it. Okay. I don't know. Maybe so, that's how they broke the boundary. Maybe, she was maybe going, it oh, is. Harder! Oh. <laughs> She's like, you're not doing it passionately <laughs> enough. You want to make me feel like you really like each other. And one time, he nearly, he fledged nearly broke his nose because he was doing it so passionately. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's. I suppose there's... I don't want to say method acting, really, but I guess it is in a way, isn't it? This is For her, it would have been, yeah. Well, this is, trying. Yeah, exactly. This is what method acting should be in order to get a good performance out of someone. I know, but you're not you always going to be going out with your co-star, are you? No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There is that. That's true. But... Oh, that segues into my next trivia. Oh, okay. All right. One of the world's biggest and most irritating method actors of our time, okay. Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, oh, I thought <laughs> I thought you were going to say Jared Leto for a second. Then oh, no. one of the world's biggest and most annoying method actors, Jared Leto, which it now says on his business card. Is by Daniel the way, Day Lewis actually a method actor, or is he just really annoying? Uh, <laughs> both. I can't remember whether he was a can method be actor both. or whether he was just like really up his own butt. Wow. But anyway. Someone really doesn't like <laughs> Daniel Day. No, What's your I, problem with I Daniel just, Day I Lewis? I just remember him being, I mean, fair enough. Maybe he was right. I've never actually seen him put in a performance, so I haven't seen any of his films. Maybe we should watch Lincoln as part of this. That would oh, probably God. be Oh, God. What? That was a long film. I don't Have think you seen I, it? I don't, hmm, I don't oh, think I did. I saw the first I can't remember I, I saw the first 20 minutes, so yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I did. But that was I massive. honestly can't remember. That was really remember. huge at the time, and I yeah. feel like it's going to give me an education. I feel like I might have had to see it. Although, for... don't rely on films to give you an education, because it doesn't work. Yeah, no, I'm evidence of that, trust Why? me. What relying on films to give you an education? <laughs> no, what I meant yeah, was, no, I'm, I'm. Don't rely on films to educate you about a specific subject. So yeah, don't no. watch Lincoln thinking you're going to learn the exact, total 100% truth about Abraham Lincoln as well. No, mean. no, absolutely. No, I think I had to watch that film for when we were doing the film review radio show oh, okay. a while ago. So I you watched some I of it, got the uh, the Dummy's Guide to Lincoln, and then pretended you watched it. Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> 
Come on now. <laughs> what is what is this whole what is this no, whole because you just said I... I think I watched some of it but not all of it. It's really long. So that's why no, I was saying I mean, it, as no, a joke. If like... I had to if I had to see it, I had to go to the cinema and see it. So it was no, like the but whole just as a film. joke I was saying because you saw you because you said it was really long and you thought you'd seen it or not. But no, but here's the thing. I I think if I have seen it, it was one of these films that I saw and then just immediately forgot, forgot straight about straight away afterwards. <laughs> it was just one of those films that was like, this is why I don't really do historic period drama pieces. Yeah. Because it's like, if it's pro- a biopic profile story about someone that I they're just like, okay, fine, we'll watch this then. Then it's like, all right, I guess we'll watch it, fine. And then it's just like, well, I don't really care about this <laughs> character, so I'm just gonna immediately forget it afterwards. I mean, it's all history. History is just names and numbers, names and dates. That's all it is. Sorry to any historians out there that that's all of the, the what your job is, but it's names and dates. Anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that film's not name and dates, though. That film was the story of a person. You don't have to worry about the, the dates or anything like that, do you? There's a lot of names and dates. Anyway. We interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird gift baskets. Cool. Cool, you're interested? Interested. Excellent, I'm glad you said that, because Greenbird Gift Baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customisable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savoury and mixed baskets as well as picnic boxes, and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber... They can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird Gift Baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird Gift Baskets. Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Review just sent you, yeah? And now we return to your regularly scheduled programming. That's a lot of names. Now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm thinking about it, actually, I tell a lie. I do think I've seen the film because I remember one specific scene about it. No, no, no. No, I'm not spoiling it. I'm saying uh, because I remember the scene where he first sees... His son died. No. Oh. No, where he first sees, (laughs) um, like, black slavery. Oh. Yeah, and and he makes the conscious decision to start to abolish I've got, I don't know anything slavery, about so Abraham Lincoln but um, I've <coughs> got a theory that he actually was in love with a slave lady and that's why he wanted to stop it but he couldn't tell anybody wow that'd be good wouldn't it that, I mean that Is would that make part of the film I don't think so <laughs> no. I can't remember I don't well, remember be. the film again I remember that bit I mean, alternative history. Yeah, I like that. Why not? Why not rewrite history? That'd be romantic. Yeah. yeah. It's got to have a reason for it. Yeah, we'll make our own Abraham Lincoln film. Dan- Daniel Day-Lewis won't be able to touch it. Oh, good. 
Well, okay. No, we might need him actually because he's really famous. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you <laughs> anyway, just said he's really annoying. He is apparently a really big method actor. Yeah. Yes. Um. No, so I haven't seen any of his films, but there was just one time, like you know, when you don't know anything about anybody and you make a stupid snap judgment because you've seen something that they've said for ten minutes or something like that, and you're like, yeah. oh, I hate that person. Well, do you know anything about them? No, just this one thing, but it was annoying. Okay. <laughs> he was pre- like, he was accepted an award, and he said, "Oh, I've, I've so many times I've thought about giving up acting, and this is going to be my last one, and this is my last one, and I'm going to retire." But the <laughs> acting world couldn't like put up with me retiring right. because I'm just so good at what I do. I don't even know what would happen if I stopped because you're like, and all this sort of stuff. He's just picking himself up and it was like, what would anybody do without me acting? <laughs> I, I would stop, but I'm just the best. So I can't. Yeah, all right, Daniel Day-Lewis. All right, calm down. Literally... Let's just calm those tits down, like shall that. we? Like, it was all right. so, it was like that, totally like that. It's like it's like Rolling Stones going on their twentieth farewell tour. <laughs> I'm gonna like, this stop. This is definitely I'm our final stop, tour, but guys. We, we can't stop because we're so good at it. People love us so much that we just have to carry on. Nobody cares. I'm sorry. Like yeah, uh, thank you for packing out Wembley Stadium again for our final night of our farewell tour. <laughs> we'll do it all again we'll next, see you year. next year. Yeah. Anyway, what? here's sympathy for the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Ron Stone song? Yes, yes, yes. The joke there. No, it, no, they're covering a different band at that point. Yeah, no, the joke there is that Sympathy for the Devil is a Rolling Stones song, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, going on to, uh, to Daniel Day-Lewis, this is apparently one of his favourite films. Is it? He says that the reason why it's one of his favourite films is due to Heath Ledger's performance. Of course Everyone it is. Everyone was going so big on his performance. After Heath Ledger's death, Daniel Day-Lewis dedicated a SAG award for There Will Be Blood to Ledger's memory, mentioning the final scene in particular in Ennis's trailer as being as moving as anything I've ever seen. Mm. Mm. And, you know, Heath Ledger didn't even have to be gay to do it. So stick that in your pipe, Daniel Day-Lewis. Right, yeah. <laughs> right? And I remember as well, because like I said, I was into him at the time, a lot of the Westboro... Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, you know, God. Those yeah, people. those guys. I can't be bothered West... to remember their name properly. No, yeah, you no were right. Westboro Baptist Church. Don't mention their name. <laughs> <laughs> don't give them any more advertising than they already have. When he died, they picketed his funeral. <clears throat> because they were like, God hates gay people and all this sort of oh, stuff. These and it's like, well, people. I mean, number one, so what? No, he doesn't. And number two, he wasn't actually gay. Yeah. So you're just wasting your own time. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> get your acting. facts right. He was acting. Go <laughs> and do something worthwhile, like brushing your hair, you flid. <laughs> See, the thing that I like to do at, at points like that is the quote that um, Ben Affleck has in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where he's like, See, what you're not getting is that these are fictional yeah. characters. Fictional characters. <laughs> <laughs> I just there are so many moments in my life where like oh yeah but this person well don't forget this person was like this no that was a fictional <laughs> character fictional well, character remember the time when Daniel Day Lewis abolished slavery <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis likes to think he abolished and slavery and then fought a vampire <laughs> yeah and then he fought a vampire yeah because he was actually Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter yeah yeah the whole time. Now, how does Brokeback Mountain tie into your theory of how all of the actors... 
characters are all combined into like one long timeline? Um, because how does how do, how does Heath Ledger go from this to uh, to like say Joker? How something? do you think? Like society drives him absolutely crazy because he can't be what he wants to be, so he ends up trying to fight people over it. Okay, that's that. It, that's that it. goes together perfectly, yeah. and then also he goes after Jake Twist's sister Maggie Gyllenhaal because she's like abandoned him. Wow, wow! I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> I didn't even make that. That's that's a that's a good poll there. Yeah, you always try and catch me out with this, and then I always yeah, pull it back. I know. You always I try know. and catch me out, and you can you can't catch me out because it it's real. <laughs> this theory that you have that all of that any one actor's characters that they've played are all connected it started off as a it. joke but now it's actually like sometimes it actually makes sense you actually like to make these <laughs> you you actively look to make these connections yeah because it head. starts off and I'm like oh wow I can't believe this person was ended up being this person <laughs> <laughs> wow I can't believe this guy ended up being the guy who tried to kill yeah. Batman I can't believe that after this film he went on and like burnt Gotham down that's, that's, that's <laughs> incredible wow what a leap there i can't believe he ended up being bob dylan <laughs> there is that as well well yeah. he wasn't really oh i don't know that was a bit confusing yeah but to think <laughs> that before this uh he was in england being a knight that was that yeah. was crazy and then moved to wyoming to do ranching that's yeah but yeah. that's that's how he got so good at um, riding horses yes oh my god it is connected <laughs> oh god i've just reinforced this point now i can't believe <laughs> In my in my in my vain effort to make a farce out of this entire thing, I have inadvertently fueled the fire with which you have been doing this. Yeah. That's what I said. You try and catch me out, but it doesn't work. <laughs> so it sounds flippant to say it, but I dug this film. I did. <clears throat> it wasn't exactly something I would go and watch. For a fun time, no. you know, this is a very yeah. It's not. I put it on and forget film. about stuff. Film, no, is it? no. But I did say right at the start. Uh, I think it bears mentioning again. <laughs> bears mentioning again. because no. <laughs> there was a bear. There was a bear. There was a bear for a split moment. There was a bear. I did say right at the start of this film after seeing what they do. I was like, my God, you've got to be like such a hardy kind of guy to do this work. And it's just like, I think that's where a lot of people, in a way, because I I get the impression that this film, not offended, but riled up a lot of people whose maybe lifestyle is similar to that oh, I don't mean, know yeah. so like people that work in ranches and are cowboys feel like if they go up to the mountain with another guy people are going to think they're gay and they're so yeah so I f- inward that they get offended by it like I don't know if that was an actual thing that happened around the time this film got released but it's something that I can imagine yeah. might have happened but I do I do it does bare mentioning he but yeah it looks like you have to be like the hardiest of <laughs> dudes to survive doing that kind of stuff and i literally said to you 
I don't even think I could do that for an hour, <laughs> let alone how... Like, that point where he was out in the hills and it had been a storm and it snowed and he had what? Like, one tarp yeah, covering yeah. him? Oh, no. Like, what the hell? And that was in summer. Oh, yeah! Right? <laughs> and, you know, like, okay, it's super... I imagine that they spent a lot of time filming on location for this. This does not seem like something that they filmed on a soundstage for those... No, I think it said something like the whole film was filmed on, like, the same 70-metre stretch of road or something ridiculous. (laughs) Really? Must have been foot. Must have been 70 foot. Wow. That's crazy. Must have been 70 foot. Well, I don't know. I mean... Probably all was filmed within a, a close range of of everything because you would imagine that even though it's meant to be a very different city, the uh, oh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's yeah, you would you could imagine that just outside of that big mountain range there is a town like yeah. that. So yeah, that that makes sense. So the point I'm making, though, is that it's obviously a very, very picturesque surrounding. Yeah. All those mountainscape shots, those are amazing and incredible to look at. Mm. Great. I I can totally get behind doing that. Maybe for an hour. You will not catch (laughs) me there after the sun goes down. (laughs) Like, that is it. Soon as the sun starts setting, that's it. Bye. Peace out. I am hightailing it out of there. I am hoofing it back down that road. Like, I'm gone. I am gone. Campfire? No, I'm good. I'm going back to my hotel. (laughs) I don't care how many tins of beans you've got there with you. Like, no amount of tins of beans is going to convince me to stay there overnight. Like, that's it. I am gone. That would be the thing that would make me leave. Yeah. (laughs) I am not the kind of guy... That is cut out. <laughs> look at me. Look at me right now. Do I, do I look like the kind of guy that will survive longer than an hour out there? No. The, Jake Gyllenhaal had to pick up a sheep and walk <laughs> through a river oh, yeah. just for one <laughs> shot of this film. I wouldn't do that, like, ever. <laughs> Like, I've got to do what for this short film? Nah. Nah, yeah, stunt yeah. double, I'm he afraid. He paid a lot. Yeah. He had to go and train on a camp that they set up so that he could learn all these, like, farming things. I guess it was, like, uh, an intensive training camp for, like, a week or something so that he could learn all of these, like... Cattle horse riding and, like, yeah. holding a sheep, all that sort of stuff. But Heath Ledger grew up in, like, the outback in Australia, so he already knew a lot of this stuff, so he didn't have to go. Oh, crap. And yeah, I forgot really, about that. He didn't really handle the animals that much. Anyway, no. He didn't need to do it. It was only Jake Gyllenhaal that needed to do it. No, I totally forgot that Heath Ledger grew up in he Australia. He actually had like, way a out. kangaroo. Did he? Pet. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even joking. That's what, that's what I Is heard. that an actual thing? That, yeah, that's what I heard. Is... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll look it up. All I can do is look it up. I'm flabbergasted by this news. Like, what the hell? Like, he had... Hang on. He had a pet kangaroo. That's mental. Well, yeah, I mean, it might have lived on the land, but yeah. 
I mean, considering that apparently in Australia, kangaroos are considered pests because for farmlands, all the wild kangaroos come onto the farmland and eat all of the crops. Yeah, no, listen. <laughs> I mean, this one is like <laughs> written really weird, but maintaining his Australian heritage, he also had a pet kangaroo when he was a child. Oh my God. That's crazy. It was found by his mum. I think it was, I get them. I I thought that it was like found on the side of the road, and then they took it in, and just had it like a dog that they rescued or something. Oh my god! <laughs> would you ever have a pet kangaroo? Would it? Would that be something that you would have as a pet, like you personally? I used I to know. really love kangaroos, and I think they're so fun and cool. <laughs> and they stand on their back legs, and I like the fact that they could disembowel a person if they kick them. But at the same time, that is also a reason why I wouldn't have one. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, it's a cool fact that you go, like, oh, yeah, apparently. Like, I don't, like, I, I can't remember if I heard that that was a fact that got disproven. But I think it's like they have to really kick you hard. But it can... Well, yeah, but they always kick you hard. It just has to be the right spot. They right. always kick you Yeah, hard. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I remember seeing this one video of somebody who... It must have been in Australia. This kangaroo... <laughs> it was actually really... It's not actually funny, but because I know everything was kind of all right, it, it is more funny. But it's so... <laughs> it's so funny. It's like the image of it is just like burned in my brain and it makes me laugh. Right. And this is kind of the reason why I like kangaroos is because they have like arms and stuff. Yeah. So... <laughs> somebody was walking their dog off the lead and the kangaroo got <laughs> got their dog in a head <laughs> got the dog in a headlock what but it's just like the image of a kangaroo having a dog <laughs> almost like it's gonna go ooh, and like stroke his head and be like oh boy hey. like, yeah what are you doing out here but no he got his dog in a headlock and was about ready to start fighting with it and the man who owned the dog had to come out and he like pushed the kangaroo to kind of shock it yeah. to let it go so the dog ran off and then like the kangaroo literally started like put him up put him up to the guy Squared like trying to, to square up to him and like box him it's like what is up with this what is up with this freaking kangaroo like who hurt you today i remember that there was something that you showed me right it was a, I think it was around the time we first met. It was a big topic yeah, we of have discussion. Yeah, we together a long time. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, hmm. You, you, what? <laughs> what? Go on, say it. I was going to say something, but I didn't know if you would want me to say it. Oh, go on. No, I was going to say, because I was really disappointed that you ate kangaroo. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> one time. Yeah. That one time. Yeah, I do remember that. I told you that, and you were like, oh, what did you do that for? Yeah, and then, you're, and then um, I don't know whether you said, why do you like kangaroos, or why are you saying about kangaroos? Yeah. But then that story about the world's henshest kangaroos. Yeah, well, yes! That was what <laughs> I was going, like yeah. He on steroids. Like, he was so pumped up, so many muscles. He's like, I can't remember what his name, he had a name or something. <laughs> but there was a story that you, sh that you showed me about this super, super hench kangaroo and apparently he saw his reflection in the top of a bin lid or something got really <laughs> angry at it yeah, and, and picked it up and just <laughs> bent the bent the bin lid it's like man it i'm not so messing crushed. with this it was so crushed <laughs> i'm so messing with though. this guy but yeah no i mean obviously i forgot that heath ledger grew up in the outback so that kind of makes sense i don't sense. know if he grew up in the actual outback but i but 
but you don't you don't really realize while they're doing it that you go man Jake Gyllenhaal is an actor he had to learn how to ride a horse like this I know a or... lot of, a lot of actors try and get good at riding horses because it comes up in films quite a lot like it, sure i get the impression that it's a good thing to have on your cv because eventually someone's going to say to you do you know how to ride a horse and then you can say yes or a bit but i'm willing to learn more and they don't have to spend so much time training you before you can even start work yeah i don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. I, I like <laughs> it might not be very prevalent, but I've seen a lot of people ride a lot of yeah. horses in films. But it was that <laughs> moment when he got onto the horse and it started really going around in circles. I was like, oh, crap. Like, yeah, that, that was, was a yeah, 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 yeah. That was almost like one of those takes that they have on a film that's like, okay, that wasn't supposed to happen, yeah. but we're keeping it in yeah, maybe. because of the effort that they went through to do the shot. So that's staying in now. Like the shot of uh, Tom Cruise in one of the Mission Impossibles where he was leaping from one building onto another, broke his ankle. Oh, that's so horrible. On landing, got up and then limped out of shot. But they were like, we'll keep that shot because that's the shot that you broke your ankle on. That was horrible to watch as well. I I don't think I would have noticed it unless he really pointed it out because you wouldn't be looking at that specific part. Like, there'd be a lot of people that would go, hang on, that didn't look right. But I don't think I would have noticed. But when he points it out and you're watching it, oh, it's disgusting. It looks like it just folds where it's not supposed to fold. Oh, it's horrible. (laughs) No. So there was something else that I wanted to mention about this film as well, and that I found... I mean, okay, there wasn't a lot that I found, like, quote-unquote funny about this film. But other than my observation of how much of a, like, pro-dude you have to be in order to survive out in the wilderness, clearly, that I'm not. But it was there... It was Jake Gyllenhaal's character's... uh, Jack's family's house at the end of the film and how he he goes to his family's house and you see shots of the inside and there is not a spot of color throughout the so entire film throughout the entire house what the hell i know i don't know what that it must, literally that must mean something that must have some type of symbolism somewhere but I it don't know. literally looks like it was hand drawn <laughs> But on, like, pencil and paper. Now, yeah, and no, what you said then, yeah, there is a parallel somewhere that you can draw behind that. Like, he grew up in such a bland, normal, run-of-the-mill household that that's what maybe spurned him on to go out and be someone else other than what his family were you know yeah so yeah, maybe know. there's that or maybe it's just like the big contrast between what he ended up being yes as in like you know had money luxury house with everything and that's where he started i don't know but there's got to be some reason because it was just mental it was just like the literally i i can't even begin to think of the kind of people that would live in like that bland like the floors were the exact same <laughs> colour as the walls. And it's all wood. Yeah. It's all just wood. <laughs> the dad probably made it. 
made this house with my own bare hands. Because he didn't... Don't want no colour touching it. He's Beetlejuice now, is he? <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Michael Keaton just popped out of nowhere. Yeah, thanks. Hey, um, hey how you doing? No, obviously his dad wasn't appreciative of him having male friends, but I think no. his mum was quite accepting. She yeah. didn't come out right and say it, but obviously her no, actions and what impression. she did were... yeah. The fact that so she they, gets I mean, him, they both knew what, yeah. what happened. The fact that she on. she obviously sees him walking away with one of his shirts and gives him a bag yeah, to, yeah. to put she, it in. She, yeah. No, I mean, there were a lot of moments in this film that was kind of like... I mean, it, it, yeah, it was affecting. It was, a, it was a very affecting film. And when it got to about the three-quarter point, I did kind of wonder... How is this going to resolve? This either has to resolve with one of them dying or they do actually fully step into and accept mm. who they are and yeah. they and they live their life together and they they just move way way out into the wilderness away from absolutely everyone else like away from harm's harm's length it's not realistic know. though is it no no that's why i was surprised when it looked like he wasn't going to go to his daughter's wedding because i thought you'd think what he's been through he would just want to celebrate any type of love if they think they're in love with each other um so i was glad that he said that he would go in the end yeah yeah and i think that's the that's the message that he gets mm. there is yeah. that you you know he hasn't been there for a lot of it because he was finding himself and actually that's gone now he missed yeah. his opportunity for that yeah because... he could have gone and lived on a ranch <laughs> yeah so he missed his opportunity to live that happy life and then that... he, jake gyllenhaal just went off and found another guy instead <laughs> yeah like, david oh, harbour of you all up. people and then oh no he's gonna bring this other guy up so yeah. I was going to bring guys up to sort this ranch out. <laughs> yeah. No, there were a lot of people that kind of appeared in this film that I really didn't expect to see. David Harbour, Anna Faris, yeah. Linda Cardinelli. I didn't realise she was in this film at no, all. No, I didn't, because at the time, I obviously didn't know who they were then. No, but obviously you look back on it now and you go oh my god that's hopper from stranger things <laughs> oh that's the woman so basically she got denied a happy life by heath ledger and went and married hawkeye instead wow i mean there's the other connection there so i mean she still lived on a ranch but just yeah. with someone else yeah i mean you know she obviously got a taste for the ranch life yeah <laughs> Uh, and when it lives on a big farm somewhere, she got a taste. Of the ranch. Got a taste she got tasted that tasted that ranch. You can never have too much ranch. Never have too much ranch. You tell that to any American. Yeah. You can never have too much ranch. They will always agree. <laughs> I can tell you that much. So I reckon it's about time that we start to give this film a rating. Unless there are any other particularly you... tasty moments of trivia that you've got. <laughs> I think I um Some well no choice actually meats. actually choice meats. some choice meats of <laughs> I trivia actually, um uh, do have something that I think that I remember okay um Anne Hathaway was a kind of almost well she wasn't a nobody 
The director didn't know Anne Hathaway. Right. And she, when she auditioned, she had to come straight from filming another film. So she asked her, well, maybe it was the casting director or somebody, to apologise to Ang Lee for the way that she was going to turn up and say, like, speak her, her role to audition because she because she was coming straight from her other role because she was sure. still filming at the time. Okay. So she read out so she read out the lines from this film dressed as a princess because she was doing princess. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? Imagine that. <laughs> That's brilliant. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Can you imagine her just turning up like yeah, yeah, yeah. Attire, like her princess stuff on. She's like, like uh, and then she has to talk in that southern Looking accent. like a character actor from Disney <laughs> yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at, she's like, did you just step off the Disneyland parade or something? <laughs> oh my God. Walking straight down Main Street to get to your audition. I love it. That's hilarious. No, I can kind of picture that though. I can picture that. Would have been funny. Yeah. Well, I've got to say, I will. I'll hold up my hands. All right. I will say right now. Okay. All of your trivia. Two thumbs up. I know, but that's you get not, thumbs up. That's not. That's not anybody's fault. That's because this film had good trivia. Like it's not that you don't tell the good trivia. It's just that a lot of other films that we watch don't have good trivia. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is that as well. You did say that there was an extensive amount of trivia. When I read the rest of it, the rest of it was all just a bit like, oh, yeah, a bit boring. But those ones were quite good, yeah. I liked that Jack Nicholson um, said that he voted for it afterwards because I thought that was quite funny. (laughs) He was so surprised that it didn't win because he voted for it. And I felt like, it's such a Jack Nicholson thing, like, well, I voted for the film, so that's the one that's going to win, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, Jack Jack Nicholson's opinion is definitely one that I trust. (laughs) So when Jack Nicholson tells you to vote for something, you generally speaking, you you do it. (laughs) You do what Jack Nicholson says. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't mess around. No. So, as we do every episode, the person that hasn't seen the film gives the film a rating, but every episode, the rating changes. So, it's me. Oh, it's me that has to do it this time. Yeah. Oh, I nearly forgot for a second then. Oh, we didn't even mention the fact that it was so quiet, I couldn't understand what any of the people were saying not to put subtitles on. Oh, yes! We were going (laughs) to mention that. So... I saw this it in the, the cinema and I think it was the same thing as well. I don't think I even heard any of it. It was like... <laughs> so the term that you said to me when I when I stopped it so that we could f- put the, all of the subtitles on, we put the subtitles on about... It must have been hard. Was it? I think it was, I think it was at the hour and 20 mark. Yeah. It was around the hour and 20 mark that we put the put those on. You said, I've seen this film a couple of times now. Every time I've seen it, never understood what they said. I might as well have been watching a silent film. I yeah. only pick it up from their actions I and what the plot is. just go by what it looks like. Yeah. By the visual and not by like... <laughs> I only go by the visuals. follow the story from there. Yeah. No, I mean, there were some <clears throat> moments where... I mean, it's not exactly like a Tom Hardy level of voice character choice that he's taken but who Heath Ledger Heath Ledger yeah 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 but also but I know another thing about this as well okay <laughs> see this is just because I've read loads of stuff by Heath Ledger before um, who can blame you <laughs> he did it on purpose because or him him personally 
did it on purpose because he said the character of Ennis Del Mar is so tense and so like inward right. he wanted to make like he used the specific words of wanting to make his mouth like a closed fist because that's literally like his whole character is like a that's what his character is. See, when you when you frame it like that, it's like, yeah, okay, I can get that. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. But can you make the closed fist a little bit more open so we can hear on? <laughs> <laughs> and I did no, get that. No, it doesn't make sense. It does make sense. I did get that sense of his character. Like, he's so, like, tightly wound. Yeah, that is literally it. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Like, I almost expected him to be a- an aggressively violent per- oh, well I mean you do see it a, a couple of times yeah but that's because he just didn't, he didn't know how to he couldn't be himself and he didn't know how to like get his feelings out so it would just be anger like that's just yeah typical isn't it yeah 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 and then you see it kind of come out every so often in, in little bouts of aggression yeah like on the 4th of July celebration where, yeah, he, where he kicks yeah. the guy in the face <laughs> And then, like, kicks the guy starts. In the face. Yeah, I don't understand why she didn't immediately, like, after she saw them kissing each other, she wasn't just like, "Wait, why are you kissing that guy?" <laughs> like, why did she leave it years and years? That would be the first. That'd be the first question you ask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Wouldn't I saw it? you doing that, by the way. Oh, that's just how they say hello in Texas. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe it's fine. she didn't want. This is just. Uh, this is just a, a, like a traditional Texan greeting. The irony of that is <laughs> no <laughs> but <laughs> maybe she didn't want him to have that life and be abused or something maybe she was trying to do it for like his best maybe. interest i don't know but yeah but i would have said something straight away <laughs> i mean knocked i would have knocked on the window i'm not away Oi, would you, <laughs> what are you doing on there? get off him what do you think <laughs> put him down i know you haven't seen him in four years but there's no need for that come on <laughs> <laughs> come on all right put each other down for a second thank you all right i know it's been a while it's not been that long okay come on now i'm making fish for dinner oh wait no i'm not because i don't have any (laughs) are you gonna go out drinking with your buddy that i've just seen you kissing now are you (laughs) oh okay oh what a surprise all right get me some smokes couldn't wait to get out of here. Couldn't get out of here fast enough. Oh, all right. I see what's happening now. God, not even going to invite me along. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, I feel that we need to. Yes, you rate need this to one. rate it. Yeah. I don't rate it because I've already seen it. So I'm not going to rate no, it. No, exactly. But you get to ask me the immortal question. So, what is this film rated and what is it out of? I think. The, this is... I mean, it's not exactly a tough one to rate. But, I mean... My issue is that, obviously, it's not a film that I would benefit from repeated watches of. Yeah, okay. Other than to appreciate the scenery, the acting skills, the performances... I think, like, I don't know whether it's because I was young. I've only seen this one other time, and that was in the cinema. I haven't watched it since then. Really? So okay. when I watched it, that it was a that was like it feels like a long time ago. Mm. <laughs> well, it was a long time ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there were parts that I kind of forgot, or maybe just didn't click the first time because of my age or whatever. Or I just didn't, I don't know. There's just sometimes some things Subtexts. that when you watch it the first time, yeah. you don't subtleties. Yeah. So. Like the so the second time watching it this time did bring 
more things that I was like, oh, like I forgot he had said, oh, I must have left my shirt there. So one of the ones that he picked up out of yeah. his wardrobe was his underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't really <clears throat> kind of click that. It was just always oh, taking one of his shirts because that was the one that he saw him in. You know, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I just didn't realize. But it was oh, he kept his shirt as well. Yeah. Like that's nice. It's the two shirts together. Yeah, that's, and that that's makes why the it thing. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That make that yeah. that makes like their both of their shirts hanging together on the hanger. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it is a film that I can appreciate being really, really good for what it is. It's it's well acted, it's well directed. I think that I'm gonna give it four and a half. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that sounds about right for this film. Like a four and a half, yeah, it's it's really good. There were some moments where I was like, "This is going on a bit long." Like if they'd cut, I don't know, even maybe fifteen minutes off of the runtime of this, I think it would have been like spot. Maybe, on. but then like whenever you think spot that, on. I run through the film again in my mind and think, "Yeah, I can't think what they would have taken out." Yeah. Like, I liked the bit where he sh- shouted at the his wife's dad. <laughs> that was that great. Bit. That was great. I loved that bit where he's just like, it, he finally gets <laughs> gets gets up the, like to assert his dominance. Yeah, I think that's funny. And I think it's kind of at that point that he starts realising that he does have the power to be who he wants to be. Mm. That's, yeah. a, that's like a turning moment. Yeah. And I also think that... Now, here's the thing. Because it's a little ambiguous to me whether... Because Heath Ledger gets a flash when she's describing what happened to him and how he died. Yeah, no, I think that he got beaten up. I thought, to me, in my head, it's him imagining what really happened. Oh, I don't him. know because I feel like and the that way... she he thinks she's giving him a made up story. Yeah, that's what I thought because she it seems in her voice and her face right. she knows who he is and what happened and that's why he says she says oh you better go up to visit his parents because he wants to put it in Brokeback Mountain or whatever you know you better right. go and see them as if yeah. they're going to tell him the truth. I don't know. But... Yeah, I mean, I initially I thought that he was. That, that was a flash of what he was imagining had happened to him. But afterwards, I kind of thought, well, maybe that actually is what happened to him because of her demeanour. Yeah, I don't, yeah, so I don't I, know now. I so, don't know now because you said that. Yeah. But I just assumed that that's what happened. So it's kind of an ambiguous ending, which I'm a little bit like, I like that, but I also don't like that as well because I kind of hate when films yeah. have ambiguous endings a little bit because I'm just like, I'm, I'm such a sucker for resolution and closure, <laughs> you know? Like, I want to know. Well, I but... mean, the resolution was that he died. Well, yeah, there is <laughs> And they couldn't be together well. like he wanted. Yeah. Uh, I do, so I think I'm going to give it four and a half. I really, I do, I do like this film. I'm going to give it four and a half... Tins of beans. Uh, Ugh, too many beans. Too many, too many, too many. Too many. And I did like, in a way, that you were saying for a while, because this has been on our list to watch for a while, because it was one that you suggested that I should that I should see, because you really like this film. 
and I know that you and you well, enjoyed no, it. Well, no, it wasn't. Yeah, I did enjoy it the first time, but, but I you, was just surprised that you hadn't yeah. seen it because I thought it was one that everybody talked about. And it was really popular, um, and I thought this is kind of the exact type of film that we should be yeah. doing. Yeah, one absolutely. Like this that everyone talks about and everyone seems to have seen yeah. that somebody hasn't seen. And it's exactly those points that you said to me when saying we should watch this film. But you all, with the full stop on the sentence after all of that was always, plus you get to see Anne Hathaway's boobs as well. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> that's like, like one of the only part of the films that I remembered. Yeah, no, I was just <laughs> like, oh, so all of the other, all of the rest of it was like, that's reason enough. But it's also that you get to see Anne Hathaway's boobs. I was like, yeah, you're loving the film, you get to see her boobs. <laughs> You made it out like it four and a half. You made it out like it was a really extended scene of seeing her. You, you I, see them I for like two it seconds. As, I think I imagined it as something else. Yeah, I think you did. I think you did. Well, you also see Michelle Williams's boobs as well. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. But it was like it was just. I think you. I think if anything, you see slightly more man ass than you do. No, you <laughs> don't. I you think only you, see it once. I uh, I think there's a couple of shots of man ass. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. There's a couple more shots. I think the man ass oh, yeah. to lady boob ratio is kind of level. Oh, well, there you go. But, something for everyone. But airing slightly <laughs> more on the side of man ass. I don't know. Um. So apparently at the end of the um, short story, it's just widely accepted that he was killed by the um tire in the road because that's what his wife keeps telling everybody right so that just has to be the story because she just keeps telling people that because they oh, you know okay but he suspects it's because people found out about what he was right because he was open he was kind of started to put it about a bit openly didn't he yeah started to oh, be yeah. a bit it's sort up, of it's up to you really it. it's up to you well that's the thing i don't necessarily want it to be up to me well it's tough because if it was up to me, Amber, he wouldn't be dead. And Aww. they would both be living a happy life. So That's nice. what would happen if it was up to me, okay? Yeah. They'd both be happy. They'd both be out. They'd both be proud. Well, okay. Okay? That's what... But, I mean, you know, it's the ending that we've got, isn't it? So, you know. But it's still, it's still a four and a half film. Tins of beans. So there we have it. Brokeback Mountain, a film that you would have thought I would have probably seen by this point. Exactly. Right? Gets four and a half tins of beans <laughs> from me. Such a... I don't know if that's a really... I don't know. I feel like that undercuts the entire film, giving it that as a rating system. <laughs> I feel like it just undercuts no, the whole we're, we're moral of the to film. Get the rating something yeah. like fun that we've noticed in the film yeah. that's been going on, you know. Okay, all right. Four and a half tins of beans out of me. But what do you all out there think? Do you think that Brokeback Mountain was worthy of winning the Oscar that it did? In fact, it probably should have won more. Do you think it's a staple Oscar worthy film that everybody needs to see? Or is this one of these films that passed you by? Were you one of these people that went to see Crash instead and yeah. never saw this film? <laughs> or Capote and never saw this film? Is this one that's kind of passed entirely under your radar? Or, I mean, you know, what do you think of it? 
What are your opinions on Anne Hathaway's boobs? I mean, these are things what that we're... What? Well, I mean, you know, I needed something to polish it off with. I don't know. I don't that is know. not the thing. <laughs> that is not the thing that people need to be focusing on for this film. It's not. It's not. It is an important film, and I think it does bear watching by a lot of people. I think it, I think the message in this is quite significant. But do you all out there agree as well? All of these thoughts and more can be sent to us through our social medias. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. And don't forget to use the hashtag BTTRpod to let us know when we are being talked about on the internet and to suggest any films that you think we should watch in the future. Amber, if the listeners have enjoyed this special episode, what else should they do? Like and subscribe and review on your podcast service and rate five stars. Also follow at BTTR Podcast on Insta. On Insta. <laughs> yes. In star, and it's the stars that you should be given us as a rating. If that wasn't clear enough, I don't know. If <laughs> no. the, don't know if my point there was now it's time too to wrap subtle. It up. Wrap all right, it up. wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. All right, okay, all right. But until our next episode, when it might be an episode that someone has suggested to us on our social medias, we'll never know until that episode starts. Amber, I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> Why do you want to quit me? Oh, I don't. Well, there we go then. I don't. Oh, just as well I don't know that, so don't isn't wish. it? wish. Wish. No. Over. Wish for something else. Yeah. Uh, tins of beans then. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs>